Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is November the 12th, in the year 2006, and we are in the upper Amlet, uh, during our winter retreat. They tell you that you are the continuation of your father. And uh, they even say that uh, you look exactly like your father. Your way of smiling, of uh, reacting, it's very much like uh, your father's way. And you know that uh, scientifically it is uh, true that uh, you are the continuation of your father because uh, your father has transmitted himself to you through his uh, genes and so on. So it's sure, intellectually you accept that your father is in you, you are the continuation of your father. But sometimes you feel that, uh, well, it looks like uh, you don't, you are not your father. Your father is somehow different, and you are different. Even if uh, members of your family and other people, friends, tell you that well, you behave, you have uh, many uh, mm, uh, habit energies, your way of uh, reacting, your way of doing things are very much uh, the way of your father. And yet you don't feel that you are your father. You are different. That is because you have a, an image of your father outside of you. And that image is not, uh, is not deep enough. You have not discovered your father deeply enough. You have only an image of your father, a notion of your father that uh, does not represent the totality of your father. And that is why you feel that your father in you is quite different from your father outside. The first reason why you don't feel that your father outside and your father inside you are the same. That reason is that you have got image, a notion of your father outside that is not deep enough. You have not really seen him in depth. And since you know that uh, your father is also in you, uh, you have a chance in order to know him uh, in a deeper way. So getting in touch with your father in yourself you have a chance to understand better your father out, outside yourself. It's a very interesting process. If you have enough uh, curiosity, interest, 
uh, it would uh, bring you a lot of uh, energy and joy. And then your father in you is more intimately uh, in connection with your mother than your father outside. Physically and mentally also. Your father and your mother outside, they are not as deeply connected as they are in you. Both physically and uh, uh, psychologically. That is why you see... uh, you don't, you don't recognize him in you. And then your father inside of you sounds and looks quite different from your father outside. Because uh, you, have, uh, you have had a, a different kind of environment. You have lived in a different kind of environment. You have received uh, uh, input that your father have not. And if you are a practitioner, and then uh, you have uh, you have transformed your father in you a lot. Your father in you may be more beautiful than your father outside. He's more calm, more serene. He knows how to do walking meditation. He knows how to breathe in and out, enjoy uh, his in-breath and out-breath. But your father outside mm, do not know how to do it. So your father inside may be more, mm, more beautiful, more relaxed, mm, more happy than your father inside because of you, because you are a practitioner. So everything you do, uh, your father... Um, Mm, you profit. Every uh, negative thing you do, your, your father in you has to uh, inherit. And everything good you do, your father in you uh, will profit also. And in Plum Village, we also say, we don't always say that it's nice. It's, in, it's nice of you, it's kind of you to practice for your father, to walk for, for your father, to uh, sit for your father, to breathe and to smile for your father. And things are impermanent. Maybe your father outside of you um, is changing, but uh, because he's not a practitioner, that is why your father in you is changing more quickly. <coughs> And uh, you are very kind to allow your father uh, to change quickly like that. And your father in you might be more beautiful, uh, more um, compassionate than your father outside. Uh, in Asia, uh, people have the notion of filial piety. It's a good virtue. Uh, and uh, if uh, you feel happy, that if you make your father in you happy, that is uh, the best thing concerning uh, filial piety. 
it's not that you work a lot and bring home to your father a lot of money that you can express the best of your love. But by living a wholesome life, by transforming yourself, by allowing your father in you to evaluate spiritually, that is the best thing you can offer to your father. And that is uh, the Buddhist mm, notion of, uh, of um, gratitude, of uh, filial piety. With your practice, your father in you is transformed much more quickly. And with that transformation, you can help um, your father outside to transform. Because your father inside of you is not the same as your father outside. Because he has undergone a lot of transformation thanks to your practice. And uh, there should be a way by which you can tell your father outside that uh, your father inside get along very well with you, and he's happy with you. He's happy with you, and you are happy with him inside of you. And uh, tell him, tell your father outside that uh, you uh, carry him um, to the future. And he has a good future. And you are very glad about that. And that will be help him to, uh, to get along with you and to, to go on the same path. The first thing we should do is uh, to be aware the notion of you have of your father outside is not exactly your father. Your father has may have changed, and your father uh, has uh, a part uh, that is hidden to you. You have not been able to see it. So, uh, by recognizing your father within you. Uh, by having direct contact with him inside of you, you get to know him deeper, more deeply. And uh, after that, when you look at your father outside, you see him in a deeper way. And you tell him that, Daddy, I have, heard, I have got a notion of you, but you are much more than that notion I had of you. I have been uh, looking for you. I have been uh, trying to uh, discover you by my practice. I'm very interested in you because you are, I am your continuation. So a kind of dialogue should be going on inside of you and between you and your father outside.
when his father is was still alive, he tried some meditation, some practice, but he did not succeed very well. He was too busy. So one early morning when I sat, when uh, I sat in meditation, I felt that I was so light. I did not have uh, any desire that um, that. Uh, um, that make me um, heavy, that make me uh, lose the present moment. So suddenly I told my father, uh, we have succeeded, Daddy, we have succeeded. And uh, this is a part of the conversation uh, that I had, um, have been having with my father. My father outside is no longer there in his uh, in that body. I used to see him. Uh, I continue to have a conversation with him because we know that nothing is uh, uh, nothing is lost. The father is always there, so the conversation is possible. And it, it would be very kind of you to help your father in you to evaluate, to become more free, more relaxed, more happy. And you can compare your father now and your father 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Your father now has much more time to enjoy being around. Um, he has the time to just sit and do nothing. has time to contemplate uh, the moon, the full moon, uh, the trees uh, outside, to enjoy the morning sunshine, the stars. Your father is not now uh, running um, after something. He's able to relax, to be able to, uh, to establish himself in the present moment. And uh, it's a good thing to see him like that, bring you a lot of joy. Every time you uh, enjoy your in-breath, your father also enjoy uh, his in-breath. Every time you make a peaceful step, uh, touching uh, the beauty of the earth, your father is doing the same. That's a wonderful thing. And that you can afford to, to do, to offer your father. And the same thing is true with your mother. It's true that your mother was uh, too busy. Your mother was uh, working very hard to support your father and, and you. And uh, 
You can begin. Um, you like to begin a conversation with your mother. Can you, mother? We should relax a little bit more, and your practice allow her in you to to relax, to enjoy more, to be in the present moment. And you allow your mother to evaluate in you to to be more peaceful, more happy. And if your mother is still alive outside, uh, you also talk, can talk to her. And mommy, you know, my mother in me is evolving. Uh, my mother in me get along very well with me because we practice together. And I would like my mother outside of me uh, doing the same because I know you can do it. I'm your continuation. I'm able to do it, and I do it with, uh, together with my mother inside. So that kind of conversation can be very helpful. And do you know something? Mm-hmm. You are in me, and I uh, am bringing you into the future. And in the future, as now you are more relaxed, more happy, more free, so I'm sure that in the future you'll be freer, happier, and more relaxed. So the practice has to do with our father, our mother, our ancestors. Your teacher who has been transmitted him to you, you have him inside. And you might think that your teacher is only outside, but that is not true. Because uh, he is already in every cell of your body. And you are transporting him into the future. And he counts very much on that. And your teacher in you may look different, may sound, may feel different than your teacher outside. Your teacher outside. I have been engaged in a conversation with my own teacher, your grandpa teacher. And I know that everything I do, that's for him also, because I carry him uh, into the future, and I transmit him to you, so that uh, you carry him in the future also. And of course, my teacher in me is not, does, does not look exactly my, like my teacher outside. My teacher in me is aware more of what is going on in this modern society. And my teacher in me is um, more capable of devising new practices in order to help the world. And it's very kind of you to uh, to, uh, to help your father, your, your, your teacher, to, um, to evaluate in you. And the teachers always want their disciples to do better than, than them. That's true. And we should not have any complex. My teacher has done his best. Your teacher has done his best. But there are things that they have not 
have, have not done, and you do it for them. Of course, you may now you may um, um, you may handle your computer better than your your teacher. And uh, with your computer, you practice so that the computer always remains an instrument and not uh, some, something that can uh, carry you away. computer you can uh, promote mm, peace, uh, understanding, compassion. Uh, you are the master of your computer and not uh, uh, the opposite. And uh, you are now a better organizer than your teacher. You can organize uh, a trip, you can organize a retreat better than your teacher. And that is uh, what your teacher um, expects you uh, to do. And your teacher in you should evolve. Yet your teacher outside of you wants very much to devise um, the kind of... Uh, Dharma doors, the kind of practices that can help the people in modern society to, uh, to transform themselves. Your teacher in you always address uh, a new kind of suffering that modern society uh, uh, has to encounter, has to uh, transform. And your teacher in you should continue that and should achieve uh, what your teacher outside of you uh, has not been able um, to do. So he has a lot of expectation. And uh, if you allow your teacher in you to meet these uh, expectations, uh, you are very kind to your teacher. Your teacher does not, you, does not want you to be exactly like him. Because if uh, things are like that, there is no evolution, there is no progress. So your teacher in you should be better than your teacher outside of you. And you should be teacher, should be better than your teacher. That is his expectation. So there is no reason why um, we had to see that our father in us uh, should be exactly the same uh, as uh, 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 the father we used to, to conceive and to see. Everything is changing. Even the Buddha. The Buddha should also evolve. And thanks to your practice, thank you, thanks to your practice of looking deeply, you realize the suffering of our time are different from the suffering of the time of uh, Siddhartha. Mm. 
And if the sufferings are different, uh, uh, the methods of practice should be also different. And that is why the Buddha in you should evolve also. In many ways, we have to make the Buddha um, relevant to our time. The Buddha of our time uh, has the capacity of using a telephone, even a portable telephone. But he's free from this uh, portable telephone. The Buddha of our time now. how to help with the globalization so that it will not uh, destroy um, the beauty of the planet. It would not uh, make us uh, lose all our, uh, our time in uh, competing with each other. The Buddha of our time would uh, like to uh, offer the world a global ethic so that everyone can uh, <coughs> have uh, a path to go to uh, restore harmony to uh, cultivate uh, brotherhood and sisterhood uh, to uh, protect, uh, safeguard uh, the beauties uh, of uh, the planet, to prevent uh, deforestation, to reduce uh, the emission of uh, CO2. Uh, the Buddha of our time uh, should uh, be able to help uh, so that uh, globaliz- globalization will not uh, bring negative effects on our society. And you, as the continuation of uh, the Buddha, should help him and should offer the world uh, a path that can prevent uh, the destruction of the ecosystem uh, that can reduce the amount of uh, violence and despair. And it could be very kind of you to, uh, to help the Buddha uh, to realize, to continue to realize what he uh, has begun uh, uh, 2,600 years ago.
when you contemplate an orange, you see that uh, everything in the orange uh, participate in the making of the orange. Not only the section of the orange uh, belong to the orange, but the skin of the orange is also the orange. And the seeds in orange is a part of the orange. Everything in the orange is uh, participating in making the orange. That is uh, what we call the universal aspect of the orange. Every, everything in the orange uh, is orange. But uh, the skin remains the skin. The seed remains the seed. The section of the orange uh, remains the section of the orange. So globalization is like that. Although it becomes uh, a community, a world community, but the French people continue to be the French. The Japanese people um, remain the Japanese. The Buddhist remain the Buddhist. The Christian remains the Christians. They don't have to to be uh, to be different. So the skin of orange can continue to be the skin. And the sections in the orange continue to be the section of the orange. They don't have to be transformed into the skin. And then there is harmony. <coughs> and that harmony would, would be impossible if we, do, we don't have what we call a global ethic. And the Buddha has devised uh, a global ethic for globalization. And that is the five uh, mindfulness trainings. The five mindfulness trainings are the, are the path that we should take up during the time of uh, globalization. Because the, that is the practice of sisterhood, the practice of brotherhood, this is the practice of understanding and love, the practice of uh, protecting ourselves, protecting the planet. And if you study the five mindfulness trainings, you see that uh, the five mindfulness trainings have been uh, uh, are presented in a non-sectarian way. It does not bear, uh, they do not bear the, uh, the mark of a, a sect, a religion, a particular uh, race, a, a particular uh, ideology. Its nature is universal, their nature is universal. You don't have to be a Buddhist in order to uh, live uh, according to the five uh, trainings. You can uh, adopt the five trainings as a Christian, as a Jew, as a communist. 
as the French, as the Japanese, as the Chinese, as the um, American. You remain yourself. But if uh, you practice uh, the five mindfulness trainings, uh, you can help uh, create the harmony. And uh, you create uh, your uh, safeguard peace. You cultivate uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. And you can safeguard also uh, the beauties of your own culture and other cultures, the beauties of other cultures as well. And you help protect uh, the planet, the environment. About 12 years ago, when Mr. Gopashap um, convened the meeting in San Francisco, uh, the State of the World Forum, uh, I was invited to address um, political leaders and economic leaders of the world. People like um, Margaret Thatcher, uh, President Bush, and others were there. And uh, in that um, um, it was uh, the uh, Dutch um, uh, foreign minister who introduced him before his, he gave the talk. And the topic of his talk is about the five mindfulness trainings. And Thay has presented the five mindfulness trainings as the way out of this difficult situation of the world. So with the five mindfulness trainings uh, in your heart, you can already uh, set on the path of transformation and healing. You become a bodhisattva. to help protecting the beauties of uh, uh, different kind of cultures, the beauties of uh, the earth. And you may uh, inspire other traditions to go back to their roots and discover the equivalent of the five uh, mindfulness means that are already inherent in their tradition, including the Muslim <coughs> tradition, uh, the Islamic tradition, the Jewish tradition, and so on. Even in, in, in Marxism, you can, you can discover these uh, values inherent in the thinking of, uh, of Marx. In a letter addressed to the government of Vietnam uh, about two years ago, they spoke about that. And they said that uh, Marx was afraid that his uh, idea will be misunderstood and people will create a kind of crude uh, communism that will be uh, uh, um, 
that will be intolerant, inhuman. It will destroy a lot. of uh, free, uh, of uh, trust and um, brotherhood and sisterhood. And I urge uh, the Marxists in Vietnam to go back to the thinking of Marx and rediscover the, the, the best things within uh, uh, the Marx thinking. And also when uh, uh, on on the month of uh, of uh, April, when he met uh, the Prime Minister of Vietnam, he proposed six points helping the Communist um, Party to to open itself to the nation, to the people of Vietnam, and to the world. A very concrete uh, uh, proposals, and one of the um, six points is for the Marxists to in Vietnam, the communists in Vietnam to recognize that Buddhism is a source of wisdom and compassion that should uh, be made use of in order to rebuild the country, restore, uh, uh, and uh, protect. Uh, the legacy of the Vietnamese culture, and so on. So if you are, if you are inspired to be a Bodhisattva for our time, uh, protecting, um, safeguarding, uh, building, um, preventing globalization to become uh, uh, negative, and then with uh, uh, the practice of the five uh, mindfulness training, with uh, the five uh, mindfulness training in your heart, uh, you have enough uh, uh, energies and insight uh, in order to be a bodhisattva on the path of, uh, of action. In the tradition of Plum Village, we have to uh, recite the five trainings every uh, fortnight. We have to do uh, Dharma discussion in order to study more deeply, to understand more deeply uh, uh, the practice uh, of the five uh, trainings. Because the five mindfulness trainings are very concrete. Um, Realization of mindfulness. And we can always, we always say that uh, people don't have to uh, call themselves a Buddhist in order to practice uh, the five uh, mindfulness training. Going back to uh, our father, our mother, our ancestors, our teacher. We know that uh, all of them expect us 
to live our life in such a way that we will make uh, globalization uh, a success. We have to allow our ancestors, our teachers, allow the Buddha in us to to act. And we should have a permanent conversation with our ancestors, spiritual and genetic. So that we always renew our insight, our determination. On the path of uh, serving, and loving, and protecting. Our time, our life is for that to fulfill uh, our ancestors, our teachers' um, expectation. We should not allow our time to to go through uh, without uh, realizing that, because we know how much our ancestors' uh, genetic genetic and uh, uh, spiritual expect uh, of us. And uh, that way of life, that practice, that action will bring us a lot of joy. And we shall, uh, by living our life like that, uh, transmit uh, the best things we have received from our ancestors to our children and their children. So when you practice sitting meditation, sit for the Buddha. The Buddha in you is sitting upright. The Buddha in you is enjoying every in-breath and out-breath. The Buddha in you is contemplating the world with mindfulness and getting in touch with the beauties of nature. When they read the, the Sutra Yuhan, In the in the Agama uh, collection, Trường Aham, Iga Agama, Yuhan means uh, journey. That sutra described uh, the life of the Buddha during the last year of his life. 
where he went, uh, what people he met, what kind of teaching he gave. So there is a sentence that draws his attention very much. He spent a retreat in the city of Vaishali, uh, north of the Ganges River. And after that, he decided to go north. He wanted to go to, to back his home country, Kapilabastu. And he knew that this is the last time he, he saw the city of Vaishali, which is a very beautiful city. He did not uh, wave his hand and say goodbye like uh, the way we do. But in the sutra, uh, we find it, we found, we find this sentence. The Buddha turned around. On his way, turned around. And with the eyes of uh, an elephant queen, he surveyed the city of Vaishali for the last time. And he said, Ananda, don't you think that Vaishali is beautiful? And after having surveyed the city of Vaishali with the eyes of uh, an elephant queen, he turned back uh, to the north and began to walk. So the Buddha, when he looked, he always made use of his eye, the eyes of the <laughs> elephant queen. In order to look deeply, in order to recognize what is there. And uh, of course, uh, we do have that kind of eye also. We have the Buddha eyes. We have the eyes of the elephant queen. And when we look uh, with that eyes, and if you see deeply the beauty of nature around you, and you are looking with the eyes of the Buddha, it's very kind of you to look uh, for the Buddha, to contemplate the world for the Buddha, because you are a continuation of him. So if you know how to contemplate the beauty of the world with the eyes of Buddha, you, don't, you won't say that uh, your life has no meaning. No. You can listen with the ear of the Buddha. You can contemplate the world with the eyes of the Buddha. And thanks to that, your children and their children will be able to do like the Buddha also. So, you are every important. You have to transmit the Buddha to your children. You have to transmit the Buddha to the children of your children by your way of uh, walking, your way of sitting, your way of uh, looking, your way of listening. And this is something that you can do now and not tomorrow. Uh, whether you are a monastic or a lay practitioner, that's what you can do today uh, to be a real, a true continuation of the Buddha, our uh, spiritual ancestor. 
And if uh, you can live your life like that, uh, you will help uh, prevent globalization to, uh, to become uh, a danger for the planet. This retreat, uh, every minute of daily life is an opportunity for us to walk like a Buddha, to sit uh, peacefully and happily, relaxingly like a Buddha, to look uh, and enjoy deeply the beauties of the world like a Buddha, and to listen with compassion like a Buddha. And by doing so, we are helping our Father in us, our Mother in us, our ancestors in us, our children in us to evolve. We are helping our teacher to fulfill uh, his uh, or her vow, uh, uh, aspiration. And uh, our life will become uh, a uh, concrete uh, message of love.